Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Are you a writer wanting to go deeper in your writing and get to the heart of your story? Join Christie Award-winning author Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com, where she will take you on an intimate, fun, and exploration of going deeper, the layers of your story, the four corners of foundation, and more. Find out how to be mentored by Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Jo Wright with Madlet Musings, and today I have author Anne Gabhart. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly, Anne? That's good. That's good? Okay, good. <laughs> She is with us. She writes beautiful fiction. Welcome, Anne. Thank you for coming. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I love talking about books and I've been writing a long time. So it's always fun to talk about a new book because even if you've had over 30 books published, that new book is still still special and still exciting out there for readers for the first time. And I do hope that people will enjoy my story when the meadow blooms. Oh, absolutely. And I love the title, When the Meadow Blooms, that right there has such beauty and hope in the words. I love it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself and your writing. You said you've written over 30 books. Well, When the Meadow Blooms will probably, I think it's my 36th published book. Okay. Uh, I think there's, I've published maybe 20 plus with Ravel. Okay. Uh, my first books were actually uh, with the in the general market, uh, Warner Books, historical romance. And then I published 11 books for young adult readers and middle readers. Mm -hmm. So I've sort of jumped around to different, different ways and different places and written a lot of historical fiction, but I've also uh, got with Ravel, I, I wrote three cozy mysteries under okay. the name A.H. Gabhart because they wanted me to use a different name so that Right. Readers would know that this isn't going to be a historical, right. like I usually write. Mm -hmm. I have uh, mostly set my books, well, entirely set my books in Kentucky. Okay. I like Kentucky history. Uh, I know about Kentucky weather, Kentucky people. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have delved back into the past at a lot of different places in Kentucky. So that's, and I like small town stories. So there I, I'm a small town girl that likes to write small town stories. That's nice. I grew up in a small town myself and there's nothing much like that small town community. Well, it can be interesting sometimes. <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it can. So tell us a little bit about what this latest story is all about. When the Meadow Blooms is a little different than a lot of my stories. It doesn't have as strong a historical uh, background. It does have a historical background, but it's not like uh, I've not got a war going on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, no historical event that people will actually say, oh, okay, I remember that in history or anything. This is more of 
more personal history that people might have experienced at that time. Okay. We said in 19, oh dear, I knew you were going to ask this and I don't remember. That's okay. 1920, I think, is after World War One. Okay. And uh, it was a time when a lot of people uh, suffered from tuberculosis mm -hmm. and they had sanatoriums for them to, to recover in. And my mother character is in a sanitarium uh, with tuberculosis. And because she didn't have any family support and her husband had died of, a, of the uh, influenza epidemic in 1918, mm -hmm. he didn't have any choice but to take her children to an orphanage. Mm. So at the beginning, the two girls start in an orphanage and she's in a sanitarium and nobody's very happy. She's it's been that way for two years and uh, she's getting better, but the doctors are not sure she's well enough to be on her own that she need, would need help. So she remembers that her uh, brother had a brother, mm -hmm. that she has a brother-in-law and uh, Calla, one of the young girls who is, I think she is 15 and the other girl, Sienna, is nine. And she also happens to remember that that her mother once talked about an uncle she had, and they both write a letter to this uncle who lives on a farm called Meadowland. Yeah. And he is a recluse. He, he was badly burned as a young man and uh, his love, his one life love deserted him. Mm. And he, he sort of lived as a reclusive person, but he studies nature and writes articles for scientific magazines. And that's how Calla finds him. And uh, so she writes him a letter and uh, Rose likes, writes him a letter. And even though this is definitely out of his comfort zone, he feels a family duty to go get the girls and to get Rose and take them to Meadowland. Because hmm. the, the uh, treatment for tuberculosis at that time was thought to be fresh air and sunshine. Right. He said, you know, my farm has fresh air and sunshine. And, mm -hmm. And so that was uh, pretty much uh, the beginning of the story. So it begins with, with a little sadness or hard times for the girls in the orphanage and for Rose too, and for him having to make the decision to uh, totally upend his life in more ways than right. one. Three females to his farm after he's lived there for uh, probably 15 years without other contact been 15 years since since Calla was born but before mm -hmm. that even before that he was a reclusive person yeah so you know it, it it's uh starts out a little a little uh serious mm -hmm. and uh this isn't one of my books where I have very many eagles in it it's it's pretty much serious all the way through sure. we have flashbacks to uh to Dirk's romance with this Annalise mm -hmm. who was through love and uh, we have flashbacks to that all the time and it's you I just loved Annalise she she was such a great character for me even though it was all all in his memories mm -hmm. and uh, she was never never actually on scene except in his memories oh wow but she they were planning to marry when the meadow bloomed oh and that's, where, that's where the uh, title comes from oh I love but, that Sienna is a little girl that uh, has really got a lot of uh, feeling for nature. Okay. 
Uh, she wants to, that's the reason she's in trouble a lot at the orphanage is because she just can't seem to focus on rules. And she wants, she gets distracted by the uh, birds singing outside the window or maybe a bug crawl, that's the reason I had the bug, because of the <laughs> bug crawling, crawling across the floor. I mean, anything can mm -hmm. attract her attention. She loves all kinds of nature. Mm -hmm. so to her too, when the meadow blooms means a lot because she she dreams about being in a meadow and, and maybe making a mouse for a pet. Oh, a mouse, that's so cute. <laughs> now, have you had a pet mouse? Is that what inspired it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, a, I mean, I uh, live on the farm and mice are not necessarily welcome. You get cats to get take care of them. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a, a delightful story, but also one that includes a lot of, you know, the family hardship and pulling together um, and, and working through trials. How did you um, take your character on a faith journey? Do they have a faith journey in this story? I think we all need to learn to uh, trust the Lord to get them through hardships. Mm. I don't think Rose has ever lost that trust. But Calla and Sienna are both very young and, and they're experiencing some hard times and, and even some hard times once they get to the farm, things don't always go as smoothly as they might've thought it would. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, climatic scenes at the end that, that they think it's all going to fall apart. Mm, okay. And Dirk has, has more or less turned away from God. And uh, his mother tried to keep me, bring him back to God by, uh, mm -hmm. he would print out little, little Bible verses and leave on his breakfast plate. But she has passed away with a stroke mm. years before the, the, sure book starts so she's Good. not really into it except for Dirk's memories mm -hmm. but Dirk has to find his way and uh, open his heart back up to love absolutely absolutely and I suppose having um three ladies enter his home and and start giving him that opportunity for opening up to love is probably a challenge for a crusty old bachelor <laughs> well it was but Sienna is such a sweet innocent thing that she grabbed his heart from the first moment, even though he fights against it. Uh, yes. She's a she was a hard child. He kept saying it, and and it was this is going to be a hard uh, to block her out of his thoughts and and oh. uh, life. I love that. I love that. It reminds me a little bit of um, the book, the classic book Heidi, where she went to live with her recluse grandfather, and wound her way into his heart and soul <laughs> I, I you know I, I saw that movie years ago when I was a little girl but I don't know that I ever read the book so I can't comment on that one <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lovely book but it sounds like your book will be equally if not more lovely so um what do you think readers could expect when they read this story um will they have some elements of faith that might challenge their own in it well, you know, that's each individual reader responds to a story in a different way. I've had stories that, that really did uh, touch someone and, and they would tell me how it touched them. Uh, in my book, uh, uh, Love Comes Home, the character in it has a miscarriage. And I once had a lady show up at one of my book signings that uh, 
said she'd had a miscarriage 30 years ago and had never been able to really turn loose of her grief until she read mm-hmm. read my scenes of that in, mm-hmm. in that story. Uh, and then I've had other people say the same, but you know, a lot of people just read for entertainment and right. I think that's great. And uh, right. then other people do do feel that stronger uh, need to find a spiritual message in the book. Mm-hmm. And this one does have more spiritual message than some of my books because yeah. of Dirk having to change his stone heart into a loving heart again. Yeah, yeah. A lot of God reaching down and softening our hearts sometimes when we're not intending for that to happen. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, even bad things. We, we don't like bad things, but sometimes the bad things are what can bring a person closer to knowing a, a, that the Lord is really there with you in spite of what's happening. Right, right. And that's so, so true. And it's so true to know that when we go through those trials, that the Lord does walk them with us and does um, help to um, polish us <laughs> as we go through so that the wildflowers can bloom, right? <laughs> Right. Well, the wildflowers generally bloom whichever way we look. Oh, you are so correct. <laughs> you are so correct on that. I love that. Are you enjoying today's broadcast with our featured author? You can find out more about them and other authors from Baker Publishing Group at bakerbookhouse.com. Use code MADLIT40 for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title at bakerbookhouse.com. This also includes Ravel and Bethany House Publishing. Go over fast. It's MADLIT40. That's your magic code for 40% off any one Baker Publishing Group title. So this book comes out in May, correct? That's right. Its release date is May the 2nd. Okay. And this is a standalone book that's not part of a series. It is a standalone book. Most of my recent books have been standalone books. The last four or five have been. Mm -hmm. I have three three different sets that that are connected. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have three books that are set in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, these Healing Hills and Appalachian Summer and along a story trail, but they're not the same characters. Right. in the same region so that's they're still standalone books and even in my books that are not standalone uh that have the same characters they can all be read as standalone books there's no i mean the characters have a continuing story but the story ends in each book so really with readers that they're safe to pretty much pick up any one of your book and just start reading i think that's a good idea I do uh, think that if you decide you want to read all three Rosie Corner books, it's more fun to start at the front. And if you want to read all the Holly Hill books, it's more fun to start at the front. (laughs) And mysteries the same. Well, I will say when I, you know, am you know, I'm an avid reader as well. And when I discover a new author, there's nothing more exciting than finding out they have a really large backlist of books. And then you can just read for hours and hours and hours and never really leave their world. And so (laughs) it sounds like anybody discovering your books are going to have lots of great hours of reading and entertainment ahead of them. They could. And uh, I have been blessed to have readers that have been willing to uh, 
follow me through some different types of stories. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had the Holly Hill books that were set in the 60s. Uh, okay. Another preacher and his daughter. And then I've had the Rosie Corner books that were set Great Depression and then World War II about mm -hmm. a family and all the things that happened to them. Mm -hmm. And those cozy mysteries that were totally different. Then I had one book set in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, uh, that was really different than my small town stories. And my readers have just been sweet and followed me along these paths all the way. So I'm hoping they'll go to Meadowland with me too. It sounds like a wonderful place to visit. So I'm anxious to go there myself. <laughs> if readers do want to find out about Meadowland and they want to find out about some of your other books, where can they find you and where can they go to find out more information? I have a website, www.anhgabhart.com. I'm on Facebook. I, I do enjoy uh, Facebook talking with the, with my readers. Uh, that is just uh, facebookandgabhart.com. Okay. And I do Twitter a little. I don't tweet too much, but I tweet every once in a while. And I do Instagram, too, under my name, Anne H. Gabhart. I uh, send out a newsletter maybe six times a year. Just sent out one last uh, on Valentine's Day. I always have a giveaway in my newsletter. So yeah, easy to sign up for those on my website. Okay. If you're interested in buying a print copy of When, when the Meadow Blooms, it's now open for pre-sale. And, and Baker Bookhouse is a great place to buy a print book. They give 40% off and free shipping. For yes, those. they do those books and that's that's about as good as you can get a deal yes and if you've ever received a book from baker bookhouse they hand wrap each novel i don't know if you've seen that they wrap it in that brown paper and that craft paper and you open it's just like getting an old-fashioned book in the mail i love it <laughs> well they're great i've been to the, their store and i wish i lived closer where i could go back more often because it's a great store and they do have lots of books for sale and and discounts on all of them, but those pre-orders discounts are, are the, are the yeah. best, best deal you're going to be able to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better than some of the other larger booksellers online. <laughs> pre-orders for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And it um, helps, uh, helps independent bookstores stay open, too. Exactly. And we need more independent bookstores. We so do. We so do. I love that. Well, this has been great having you on here. I love talking about your books and um, Sarah sounds very precocious and Dirk sounds like just the type of man that will be fun to get to know and all his flashbacks. So um, thanks for spending time with us today and um, we will look forward to reading this book. Well, I hope so. And, and my character's names are a little different because uh, Rose named both of her daughters after flowers, the Calla after Calla lilies. And Sienna is a different little little rose, Sienna Rose. Uh, Sienna. I think I said I said uh, the wrong name, didn't I? Yes, Sienna. Like <laughs> they're, they're a little bit different, but they're not too hard to pronounce. So that's good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I like it when names have meaning like that, too. Um, it always brings an extra element of story to the story. I like names. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Anne. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me, Jamie. I had fun.
Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com. <laughs>